From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 338. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace, Pen Chalet, and Mac Weldon. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by Brad Dowdy. Hello, Mike Hurley. How, How are, are you? you? I'm good. I'm good. You just jumped in on me there. Yeah, I'm very good today. Uh, looking forward to today's episode. You've planned out an interesting one. Um, so I feel like you are in a bit of a uh, retrospective mood today, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I'm. I'm. I think I'm more of in a panic. Okay. <laughs> Being retrospective, okay. you know. That's I think it's too. a little bit of a different conversation. It's a. It's a forward thinking episode. Um. It's a therapy episode. I think for me, and you know, I like talking. One. Um. I like sharing, and there's lots of things going on. So, yeah, we'll we'll have a, a panic attack right here on the show later on. All right. I'll <laughs> Something do to my best to. to guide you through all of that. <laughs> um, I want to tell you, though, let's see if we can like, start off. I in love a, in you too, mood. Mike. I do love I you. I love you too. Uh, oh, but okay. the I bought a Platinum 3776. Um, yeah. I actually bought this one in the episode a few weeks ago. It was a Pen Chalet deal. Yes, I remember. And so I finally got one. I got the uh, mm-hmm. Lavend. It's the purple one. Uh, yes. I get it now. I get it. Yeah. I get why people the, love the, the 3776 so much. It makes sense. Yeah, you get the platinum thing now, right? Yeah, 100%. I understand it. The nib is absolutely divine. It is unbelievable. Like, up there with one of the best nibs that I've ever owned and used. Uh, I'm blown away by it. Like, it really is just absolutely fantastic. So so what, what nib size it. did you get? Uh, bold. Okay. So... These nibs, I think, are better than Sailor and Pilot from the from the Japanese Big Three. Sure, in, in my book, like I mean, I think it took me a while to get there because I always used Pilot more, and then I switched over to Sailor, and I always used Sailor more because I didn't think there was enough compelling reasons to buy some of the base thirty seven seventy six models though. A hundred percent. That's uh, why I never sh- bought one. I didn't just want yeah. a black pen with gold furniture. Like it just didn't interest right. me. And that's what the thirty seven seventy sixes have basically always been. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I came around about a year before you, but it's it's a it's a legit thing. It's it's a for real thing. Like that's why I don't know if I'll do it this year for the Panic members, but last year and we talked about it on the podcast, I did a a brand of the year and it was platinum because they did so much right last year. The quality is exceptional. The value is great and they're fun and beautiful and great. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's, I'm glad it lived up to expectations, not necessarily hype, but you know, there was, there were some things weighing on it for you to purchase it. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I I was trying to buy a bunch of, like, I was always like, oh, I'm going to get this one. I'm going to get this one. Right. Like when they were releasing the the special editions and I just never got around to it. Like, I'm not even a hundred percent sure why. Um, But Mm -hmm. this time it was just like the deal was good and I just decided to go for it. And I'm super happy with it. And it's like, you know, I guess like you said it and people in the chat room are saying it that like, oh, it's better than a sailor nibs or whatever. And so like, mm-hmm. I only have this experience of this one. One of the main reasons, and again, I don't know about this about platinum. I'm sure this is true for platinum too, but like whatever. My thing is that um, the, the sailor pens have consistency. Their nibs are incredibly consistent. 
I've never mm-hmm. had any problems across the entire line, all sizes. Like, they are very good and extremely consistent. Like, I know that if I pick up a Pro Gear, it's going to be like the other Pro Gear that I have. But then the other thing, then one of the main reasons that I love Sailor Pens is the designs, right? So, like, yes. you get an incredible, consistent writing experience with fun designs where you can find the one that speaks to you. And I think that that's the thing that even now, Platinum is still isn't there like they have a few cool designs but like it's not i mean not they are like a million miles away from what sailor's doing right i mean yeah there, there isn't well, any other differently. company that's doing things kind of in the way that sailor's doing them in my opinion just, just with the sheer amount of pens that they have available and limited editions yeah. that they have available and it's like a pro and a con you know the con for some people is like oh i could never get them all but like i think that that is a silly way to to be especially with $200 fountain pens Uh, Mm. but I think the pro is you can get your hands on something that you find particularly beautiful based on your own tastes which isn't necessarily the same with a lot of brands especially the the kind of mid to high end brands like these so but I absolutely adore this platinum I really like the barrel so it's got that weird faceted (laughs) barrel again it's like it's not what I expected like the the barrels have these like like the barrel has these huge gashes like I just thought it would be like yeah. small lines or like one of the other ones yeah. I, don't, I think it might be the pink one uh the lilas maybe the mm-hmm. uh like the kind of faceting is on the inside right like it isn't on the no. outside no no that's Which why ones? I told you to pick the love end it's on the outside with both of them oh okay okay yeah it's almost like a laser cut etching yes. on the outside and the Lilos that I had for review was so sharp. Like, it was crazy sharp. Okay, that was it. I knew there was something. On the edges. I, but I didn't remember yeah. what it was. But yeah, this so, one, is, no, they're it's all, not so all sharp. All on the outside. And the, the, nope. it's, the, the lines are deep. So it gives a, a weird, it feels weird. I mean, obviously, in a good way. Like, it's like, it's, it's, yes. this isn't anything I've really felt on a pen before. And again, like, you know, it's, it is, uh, it's another acrylic body and, and that kind of stuff. And that is what it is. But uh, I like it's got, like, rose gold finishing and stuff. And... Yeah, really excellent, excellent pen. Big fan over here. And this is one of those purchases, like I tend to find when there's a brand that I like and I'm not totally sold on the one that they have right now, but everything I read and all the research I do is pointing to me that this is a good pen and it's okay to wait for the one, right? Like you waited a long time for this and it worked out. Like my, I find that my purchases that I make that are similar tend to work out the best, like not rush mm. into it, wait for the one. And then, you know, when you get it, it tends to be a more successful purchase than not. I, I tend to find. Yeah. So I had the, I had the Kumpu recently. Like I've had mm-hmm. all these have crossed my desk at some point in time and I love them all. And, I've, That's the blue one, some. right? It's like a green, right. teal, green, yeah, blue. I don't know. It's beautiful. I think the Kumpu is the best looking one. I think it sold out the fastest. I got one with an ultra extra fine nib from Jet Pens to review. And Susan, who writes for The Pen Addict, had just grabbed one as well. And so she reviewed it. And... So I didn't have to I didn't have to review mine. So I tried it and I liked the UEF nib, but I wasn't finding myself using it. So I actually, Mike, I gave my Kumpu away. Oh, I know um, that. 
Yeah. So, but, which is cool. Like, I don't, I don't mind doing that. Like, I have too many pens. It's okay. What, did, what do you think away. was about this nib that made you not want to use it? It wasn't fine enough. Oh, it's wow. It's great. So, I, when I, and it's a little bit soft. So, the it is finer soft. the nib, it is soft. I like it f- to be firmer because I don't right, have a okay. really feathery light hand right i i my my grip is a little strong my pressure is a little strong so um and it, it was perfectly fine a beautiful pen stunner actually and it's just and it just feel felt so great but i think my hand is a little bit too heavy for a soft ultra extra fine that's why i tend to like the sailors you know the sailor extra fines and the mm-hmm. platinum uh the pilot po nibs that are so firm and fine so it just didn't quite work out for me but uh but uh, I I sent it off into the world, and it was uh, it it will be well loved in its new home. So now I need another thirty seven seventy six in my arsenal, Mike. And I'm going to go ahead and call my shot right now. In 2019, they're going to have an orange one. Hmm. I'm feeling it. I don't I don't have any information. They've done kind of these pastel colors, you know the yep. greens, pinks blues purples they do lots of clear barrels i i'm feeling orange orange could be there next year mike secondarily i could see a yellow i i don't know what the what themes they're running on these days between the mountains and the lakes and seasons and all these things like that so maybe orange and yellow aren't in the cards i'm i'm gonna call it now platinum orange 3776 in 2019 what do you think i know i would like it (laughs) <laughs> right like you, you, i would very would much enjoy that yeah mm. i think you're i think you're on the you're on the train now 3776 yeah. for life i mm, okay you, you <laughs> may have gone gone a little far again like if if it's if it's the right color and they've done something interesting with the texture that i agree with i think i'd go for it i don't know if mm-hmm. this if like i don't know if i would buy one another one of these like sight unseen I think mm-hmm. I would want to hold it because I feel like you could you could really go wrong with the way that they treat these barrels. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, look, let's let's be real. All right, I like this pen a lot. It's not a sailor. Yeah, it's and, just not uh, a sailor for me. The one I'm forgetting is the one I did keep this year, which was the red one, and I already forgot its name. And I have a soft fine nib in that one, and that nib's great. I like the soft fine better than the ultra extra fine in the nib. I forget the name of the red one though, but it's it's got the same kind of texture, but without the huge cutouts. It's more of a more of a low etching. Yeah, the Shengyu. So that was a, that was my favorite one from from last year from Pilot. So that's the one I kept, but. Orange would look nice with that. I'm just saying. So, I don't know. I was thinking as I was typing that, it's like maybe next week we say, okay, what do we want from our brands, our favorite brands Mm. in 2019? Okay. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if we can pull that off in a week and see and put some thoughts into that. But that might be a good little little section to say, hey, you know, Field Notes, I want this. Or Pelican, I want this. Or, you know, Retro, I want to see. This is what I want to see in 2019, knowing that they've probably already planned out their year by this point. So, And also, if you're listening, why don't we have uh, Pen Addict listeners tweet with, just use the hashtag AskTPA as usual with what yes. you want to see from your favorite brand. Pick one brand and tell us mm-hmm. one thing that you want to see from them and we can run through some of those in the episode next week as well. So, Yeah, that's a great idea. So hashtag AskTPA 
on those. That way it'll just pick it up in our spreadsheet and we can go from there. Now, the Philly Pen Show is just around the corner. (sighs) Oh, no. Uh, I can't make it. What's going on? Devastated. I just scheduling. Okay. Just, you know, life schedule, you know. You know, when the when my wife works a, a three-day weekend and I can't get babysitters, you know, or someone to watch the kids for mm-hmm, essentially mm-hmm, four mm-hmm. to five days, I'm SOL. So the schedule did not break in my favor like I was hoping it would. So I cannot make it. So I'm, I'm actually really upset. Like, I have never been to Philly, and it's always been kind of a hit or miss. And you know, thing, whether I could make it. And this year I was convinced I could do it and everything lined up except, Oh, by the way, the schedule. So it's looks like it's going to be an awesome show. A lot of people are going to be there. There is note. If you have not been following the Philly pin show news, you should go to the website. The hotel moved a couple blocks away because there was construction in the existing hotel to where they couldn't get the space uh, as planned. So they actually moved to the previous hotel for the show. So head to the Philadelphia com site and get that information. But I'm sure everyone who was planning uh, has, has gotten that update so far, but uh, dates are the same. It's going to be fun. Like, you know, my friends, Lisa Van S and Aziza has are teaching classes there. Mike, you don't get this thing at, at lots of shows and, you know, Scott Franklin, you know, from Franklin Christoph is one of the promoters along with Erica Roscoe, like just friends of mine. This is like, this is like a good friendly pin show, right? It's kind of one of those, you know, makes you feel at home, homey type of pin show. So, and this is the kind, that's my favorite kind. You know, like DC is a behemoth of its, of its own making, like, and that's fine. I like going to there. It's insane. But like, this is that, that family feel. It's your first get together for 2019 and it stinks that I can't make it. So I'm kind of bummed about it, but you know, there's always the next show down the line. Yep. Sorry about that. Ah, yeah, I am. I'm just bummed. Like I was ready. You know, it's been since Dallas, like going through, mm-hmm. you know, these last several months, even though we did Toronto and stuff like that was just so busy. Like that whole it time didn't was feel wonderful. Normal for us. Yeah. From yeah. what we usually do. It felt like a separate, thing Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. it wasn't like a multiple day thing that we were staying in one place and you know you weren't selling really so it was very different yep but maybe next year maybe next year we'll see we'll see all right should we take our first break and then talk about end of the year and next year oh yeah i guess so that's what (laughs) we're all about words Yeah. Uh, let's talk about our friends over at Penn Chalet. They are the company that have your favorite brands. They have Monteverde. They have Pelican. They have Namika. They have Sailor. They have Platinum. They're an authorized dealer of all of them, and they sell rollerballs and fountain pens, ballpoints and mechanical pencils. They have all of the specials that you're all looking for. They do fast and reliable customer service as well. They have great deals, and they have great options for accessories, whether you're looking for carrying cases or ink or refills or, fan- or pen conv- Converters, even. They have all of it. Pen Chalet sell internationally, but if you're in the US and you spend over $50, you'll get free 
shipping. Pen Chalet has low prices on high-quality pens with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So go right now to penchalet.com. That's P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com. Click the podcast link at the top of the website and use the password penaddict. This is where you'll get yourself a code that you can save 10% on anything at Pen Chalet at any time. And you can also feast your eyes on the cornucopia of wonderful and sometimes bizarrely crazy discounts that Ron <laughs> has for you. And he's got another incredible set of wonderful products today, including some ink that is quite interesting. There's some mm. ooh, there's some good stuff in here, Brad. Yeah, so I'm going to take you off page. I'm going to go off script and mm-hmm. get you in trouble because when I landed at the penchalet.com website, mm-hmm. on the splash page, the first banner image was Caveco Skyline Sport New Colors. Yeah. So this mach- macchiato like really caught my eye. It's like mm-hmm. a rusty orange, and it has silver trim. So you know that caught my eye immediately. There is something else, Mike. Way down quite a ways in Ron's sight. I don't know what he's doing here, sneaking it in towards the bottom, but the Pilot Custom 823, mm-hmm. it's a deal. So you know how much I love that pen, and um, that's Ooh, a boy, crazy, that is crazy a deal. good price. Look so. at that one. All right. There's also Lots a 3776 on here, too. If you, if you now I, have heard me talk that? about it and you want to try it, it's down a little bit further. There's a couple. I got a couple He's of put so many on things so, on there. Oh yes, he does. Yeah, so there's Very still cool. some stuff there again at wonderful prices. At price, at the price so good, I decided to get off my butt and buy one. So maybe you can do the same. <laughs> uh, go right now, penchalet.com, and use the password penaddict when you hit the podcast link at the top of the website. Our thanks to uh, Ron, the wonderful people over at Penchalet for this great support this year. Thank you so much. We could not do this show without you. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, Ron. So, when I started to think about the show notes for this episode, you know, we have a general idea of what goes on from week to week Mm -hmm. that we're going to discuss on the show. You know, what have we done? What new products have we seen? Have we bought anything? What's in the, the pen news? And my list of those things that I would normally keep for an upcoming episode was pretty light going into this week yeah mine too unless you want to talk about watches oh boy oh, <laughs> oh I, that website's i mean that podcast is coming no I'm, it's I'm not it. i tell you right now it's not <laughs> like i 100 percent will not do a watch podcast because of what the pen addict has done to me right mm-hmm. uh, yeah well but i used to not use fountain pens so there's that keep that this in mind. is this is watches have become a, a new sub obsession for me <laughs> so we're kind of in that we're in the quiet zone, right? All the retail and manufacturers are in holiday mode. There's no, not a lot of new releases happening right now. You know, like you'll see like September, October is big for new releases. November kind of gets like all, all your subscription and recurring things kind of happen in that time frame. So like late thanks, like late November, early December, you know, from like Thanksgiving to Christmas time, it's pretty quiet from a news perspective. Mm -hmm. And if you're not doing holiday shopping, like we just did a big gift guide last episode. So we talked about all the buying things. So I didn't have much to talk about, like news related or topics related. So I figured let's talk about what I'm into right now and what you're into right now, as far as just 
what's keeping us busy as far as like panatic stuff goes and and things like that. So that kind of started with my notebook project that I planned, you know, uh, I started, you know, a month ago and that's going, mm-hmm. going fine. It's going well. I keep my pocket notebook and my pen and write all the notes in there. And, um, but the long-term game for that little project was to get rid of all the pocket notebooks that I have. And I have a lot of them, Mike, at like, I haven't counted them yet, but I mean, we're, we're probably approaching 200 or so. <coughs> Excuse me, I got a something in my throat. Yeah, so I I'm guessing we're around 200 or so, and wow. I'm giving them away. I'm giving them away. So people on the podcast have mentioned this before. Panatic members have mentioned this before. It's like you just just do a giveaway, give them to people, give them give them out at shows, do whatever. And I was like, I couldn't. It always takes me a while to like come to like the final conclusion, right? <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's a good idea. How am I how am I going to execute this? Do I have time to do it? You know, do do I want to put in the the effort to go through all this? And I decided, Mike, that it was time. So I am uh, shipping out lots, lots of notebooks uh, to Panatic members over probably the next year. <laughs> this is like a big, long-term, open-ended project. So that's the first thing. Like, my notebooks have to go. So, you know, I'm kind of thinking about what things are going to make my 2019 better getting rid of the notebook backlog I have is yes key. I I need to do something with mine too I don't think I'm gonna be as altruistic as you are um, but I applaud your uh, your altruism it's gonna be fun it's like I should write letters right like I know I should do that mm-hmm. well this is my way of writing letters okay. like this is my letter writing time you know it's going mm-hmm. to packing envelopes and writing addresses on them and yeah giving someone something fun you know i can't write 10 letters a week like i don't have that's not how my brain works but i can give away 10 notebooks a week you know fill out the the envelopes and you know taking them to the post office and and doing that kind of stuff so like that's my writing letters if you will like we all have our, also, yeah, our things we're gonna talk about this in a little bit but shipping is becoming your life so you'll be used yeah. to doing <laughs> we're yeah definitely hold that thought yeah. because i want to talk about that specifically so once i get the notebooks done i've been clamoring on about my pens and mo- primarily fountain pens fountain pens you know take up a lot of money they take up a lot of space and I've always been of the belief that you should use the things you own, mm-hmm. right? You buy things to use them, not to sit there and look at them. So I never got around to figuring out which fountain pens I needed to sell. So that's going to happen next. That's like an early, you know, first quarter next year type of thing. Figure out all the fountain yep. pens that I want to sell, put them up and sell them. Like if I'm not using them, I'm not going to miss them. Where you, you know, se- where would you sell them? You just like, would you do last time? I just put them up on the Panatic site because it's got all the um, purchasing integration in there. So like on the Panatic yeah. shop, I do a separate Squarespace page with just the pin inventory there, yep. and then yep. like once they're gone, just take it down. So yep. that way we don't ha- that way I don't have to directly manage payments. Mm-hmm. You know, people can just you know I'll announce that they're up, and people can go to town. So. 
that's coming soon. And it's mostly fountain pens, like most of the other pens and pencils and stuff I have like that. You know, most of those are disposable and usable, and I don't mind having a lot of those around, but I do mind having a lot of fountain pens around that aren't getting used. So, um, my notebook project that I mentioned a little while ago, I'm doing really well with it. I kind of miss a bigger notebook so far. Like this is why I've started this thing is like to figure out would this work and is that the only thing I can use? So this is the project where you have a notebook and you use the notebook for everything for one month. And then after a month mm -hmm. you get rid of it. And at the moment they've Mm -hmm. been pocket notebooks, right? Yes. So, and there's lots of reasons it's pocket notebooks and you can listen to the episode where we talked about it two episodes ago. Why I chose that. I still like to have that bigger space to write in. I like to use my fountain pens more. I have a hesitancy using fountain pens with pocket notebooks. Sometimes it's because the paper in the notebook won't handle it well. Sometimes it's just because I don't like carrying necessarily a larger pen, even though I could use a pocket fountain pen. You know, if I'm just carrying around a notebook and a pen in my pocket, I tend not to use a fountain pen. So I haven't been using my fountain pens as much. And I don't know. So do I integrate something else along with this? I don't know. It's going well right now. I'm jonesing. That's the other thing, Mike. I'll be very honest here. I like things. I like to buy things. I like to have fun with things. I like to test things. I like to play with things. I want to try the new notebook or I want the leather cover for this. You know, it's my nature. You know, that's why we do the things that we do. Like, I'm not going to say I don't like stuff. I like stuff, Mike. (laughs) So that's okay. (laughs) And that's okay. And I'm limiting myself to this one notebook. It's kind of killing me. (laughs) It's like this notebook is working good and I'm going to keep using it, but I'm missing using like my seed you know, a five case with the notebook in it. Mm-hmm. I haven't been using it as much because I have this pocket notebook. So I don't know what I'm going to do there. Like this is, this is what I started typing these notes yesterday. <laughs> this is how my brain was working. And that's just kind of like the little things, you know, as far as the stuff goes and the notebook conversation that I typed into our show notes led me into well, I kind of have lots of things that could go in lots of different notebooks, and I started them writing them down, and it kind of didn't stop. <laughs> I didn't realize I had all this stuff going on, so it was kind of good to write this down. I've been—I haven't been getting overwhelmed. I've just been very busy. I've been like happily busy, and writing them all down now on this list makes me go, hmm. Maybe I could use another notebook or five (laughs) to work all these projects in because I have a lot of project notes in my little pocket notebooks here. So first project I wrote down, Mike, I teased it this morning on the Instagram. I'm working on a pen. I've mentioned I've working on a pen, but no more than saying I'm working on a pen, like no real details. And you're not getting the details today, but you might be getting details as soon as next week. Um... So I'm work if you if you see this image I put on Instagram, we'll have on the show notes. If you're familiar with a certain pencil maker that I have a fondness of, you'll know exactly <laughs> where it's coming from, but you won't know what it is until I spill the beans mm. coming soon. But it doesn't take 
a lot of brain power to come up with what I'm doing here, but I wanted to do it right. So like this pen design, this is the first time I've been ready to share a picture of it. And we've been working on this, I think since July and we got it like we're there. So this project's going to come fast and furious at you and it's going to be fun. I'm super excited about it. And I think maybe by next week I can tell a little bit more about it. I just want to get a few more uh, of the prototypes in hand, but like we're done. I think the design is done. So I'll be happy to share that with everyone. Mike, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm stuttering because I can't believe I'm doing it, but I'm making an ink. Oh, you're talking about this. Yeah. All right, so, great. Yeah. My decision-making process is always slow because I want to do it right. Just like this pen. We've been working on this pen for like six months at least. Yep. And I don't ever jump into things because I want to do it right. So mm -hmm. what did I always say about making an ink? Well, I'm not going to make an ink just to make an ink. I want to make it special. I want to make it mine. Um, I want to do something cool. I have approved the sample. I have the paperwork in my inbox to sign off on the initial order. And once I do that and get it approved, I will announce that one too. <laughs> so it's going to be awesome. I'm excited about it. I've shared an image with you. I've seen it. I think it's very exciting. Um, which is impossible to over, you know, digital media seeing colors, but the ink is coming. So I'm working on that. And that was a long project, even though like that was just a time based thing, you know, everyone's busy in getting these things done. So it wasn't a much as much effort as like the pen. The pen's been a lot of effort. The ink has been a lot of time. During this time, I had a brilliant idea for another project <laughs> that was not stationary related. And I can't get any traction on it. Like I am, it's like I'm booked, <laughs> but I want to do this project so bad. So here's my question to you, Mike, before, and because uh, I'm only like halfway done with this list so far. I'm okay saying no, right? Like I don't have a problem saying no. I say no all the time. But what if there's a project you really want to do and you just can't find the time for it? Like, and like, I'm okay with that, but it's like eating away at me as a thing that I think I should do. I want to do it. It's outside of my normal work okay. stationary and it would just be fun and nice. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm looking for tips or suggestions on how do you do it all, Mike? Like you do a lot of stuff and I know you're very good at saying no as well. That's one of the things that um, is most impressive to me. Like, and I don't know, you know, one one hundredth of the things you do. You're being too nice to me now. How do you know when to push it? Like, that's where I'm at right now. All like, right, I'm pushing so, myself pretty hard right now, and I'm getting to the point of where I might be too much. A couple of things. There's, like, a couple of different avenues like this. One, there is there is a different thing 
from like there is a next level from learning how to say no, right? So you got a couple of levels. First, you got to say yes to everything, right? Say yes to everything. That means you do mm-hmm. everything, and then you get to a place where you're comfortable. Then you have to start saying no to things, which you've gotten better at. The mm-hmm. next level is saying we got to do less to the things you're already doing, mm. right? So you're saying no to stuff, but you're saying no to stuff because you have no more time. So if you still want to be open to new projects, you have to look at what you're currently doing and see how you can adjust it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I have a couple that- of things like this. Like I have some some stuff that I want to do next year as well, but I'm also feeling a pressure right now so I'm like adjusting some of my uh, commitments, like having somebody take care of something for me or reducing my time commitment in one in, in an area. Right. So like that's that's kind of like a thing that I try and do relatively frequently is to look at what I can do and how I can like how I can amend it. The other thing about mm-hmm. this project, this like specific project, which I don't think I have any idea what you're talking about. I don't think you shared yeah. this with me. Yeah, I don't think I have. Um, if this is something, so there's a couple. If this is something you think will truly make you happy, you should mm-hmm. try everything you possibly can to do it. Mm-hmm. Both me and Brad live very happy lives in a, in the sense of like we get to do what we want to do in in our world, and it's like mm-hmm. the best thing that, that that we can have for us because of the way that we're built. But the up the thing is there's there's this funny thing which people don't like to talk about because it sounds a little entitled, but when you end up doing the thing that you love, there comes a certain point where it just becomes the thing that you do, mm-hmm. and then some of the magic goes like it fades away a little <laughs> bit because it just becomes your job mm-hmm. and also. Every dream job comes with it, things that you never expected, and like it's you're still doing a lot of work you wished you weren't doing, but there's nothing you could do about it because you have to do it for your dream job. So my point to you is if you have something that you think will make you happy, like it's a new thing that will make your life better in some way, then you should try everything you can to secure it and to do it. You know, I've had projects like this. Um, I've had things that I was convinced was going to make me feel better, and I was working on them, working on them, working on them, and just couldn't find a way to do it in a way that I thought would be good for me. So then I'm yeah. fine to let it let it go back on the back burner. Like I would I wouldn't say that like, oh I'm not gonna do that now. But what I will say is I'm not gonna do it yet. Yeah. But I have I have stuff that I want to do next year and I have like this in a similar vein to you includes products that I am interesting in seeing if there's like a possibility to produce which mm-hmm. I'm going to be talking about a lot soon, but I don't have anything to share right now either. So like, this is just a episode full of teasers. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, it wasn't I'm, intended to be this way, no, but it's just one of those conversation points. Yeah. And the reason that we, we do it this way, by the way, is like the teasing is stuff might not happen or it might not happen in the way that we think it will. So you don't want to set expectations at a level that you can't fulfill, mm-hmm. right? So like it's it's sometimes it's best to just say oh I'm doing a thing but I can't tell you what it is yet even though it's really annoying yeah. to hear that but yeah but, you know just keep keep listening we'll talk about it later but yeah, yeah I, that's I reckon that you if if it's something that you feel you really want to do then then you got to try and find the time because if you don't try it then you'll probably regret it and that's never good yeah so two things that you said one I I like how you put that you know as far as how to do less with what you're currently doing um so you can do more. <laughs> but 
two, you didn't say this directly, but you kind of alluded to the fact that I've put in work for this project already, and I have a hard time giving up the work that I've done, even if I can't see, to completion. Yep. That's where I'm at right now. Like, I've put in time, work, energy, money into a thing, but it keeps getting shoved to the back burner. Well, maybe it's just not its time yet. Maybe it needs to rest a little bit more. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so, there is no harm in, in in doing something slowly. But it's not like I have an idea. It's like I would be giving up work that I've done, but I wouldn't be giving it up necessarily, but it could be a pause. You keep working on it, you know, like you keep working yeah. on it. But like yeah. it's, it's like a... It's like a two-pronged affair. So, like, you keep working on the project whilst at the same time working on finding time for the project. Yep. And thank you for listening to Cortex episode number 333. <laughs> no, yeah. But thank you. I, 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 you know how uh, I, I always appreciate your input, and I'm getting it live here on the show. <laughs> we didn't talk about any of this stuff beforehand. But that's not all, Mike. So once I started spewing this list, I started kind of freaking out a little bit because I still have one, two, three, three more main things and then two more main things after that. <laughs> um, the next three are kind of knock related. Yep. We're, we're working on a knock adjacent project that's actually getting pretty close. That might be a 2019 thing. Um, what does that mean have, for as much as... You, like This is something so, you and Jeff are working on together? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's no... Um, secret that we've always wanted to make larger bags like backpacks and other things like that so we've been working on not necessarily a backpack design but more more outside of station the stationary world carry gear that would be separate from knock so we've been working on that and that's pretty far along is that separate like and like seed is separate or like a new company no like a new company okay that makes sense like I it would that. not mm-hmm. yeah it would not be related but it would still be just me and jeff right so you know we always have lots we have so many designs we want to make and just like creative stuff and like the next topic on my list we are we have a new case design that jeff just finished up that we're about to submit and new paper designs in the works. So, you know, we always want to keep making stuff. Like, mm-hmm. we make stuff because we enjoy it. We don't make stuff because, oh, we have to launch five items in 2019, right? We make stuff that we like to make and we think are fun. So, um, we submitted a new paper design, a new notebook style that we wanted to make uh, just last week, actually for the coming year and our printer shot us down and we're super disappointed Hmm. because this was a reasonably simple request so the printer we've been using for like the past how long it's not been in business six years i guess we've used the same printer for like five years of that time and then our printer got bought out and a bunch of the people we work at went and worked at this new print shop well the new print shop isn't as fun to work with as the other as the old print shop, even though it's some of the same people, they don't have the same control that they used to do. So they've kind of told us to go pound sand on some of our recent Mm. requests and it's really ticked us off. So, um, we're looking for a new printer at the (laughs) moment. Not, not that this is a, I mean like this printer can make all of our basic stuff, you know, like all our note cards and stuff. That's not hard, but the things I'm asking for are super reasonable for a printer to make 
and they're just they just don't want the jamming. business. They're jamming reason. us right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just don't want to deal with us. We're small small potatoes. Where the other place was, it was huge and big, but it was more had a mom and pop feel. This yep. is more businessy, corporatey feel. And they're like, eh, no, we'll we'll keep making the pamphlets and brochures and whatever. So. We'll see how that goes because this paper design I want to make, I love it. I want it to happen. So I'm going to see if I can execute it. But mm. we're basically at square one outside of the design. The knock shipping department move has gone extremely well. Yep. So this is a, shipment, the shipment and fulfillment going from mm-hmm. the little workshop that you guys had to your home. Yep. Yep. I am very happy with this. Okay. Even though it's more, it's more on my plate because these are the I like doing like the tedious. <laughs> I don't know why I like I like making widgets. Right, mm-hmm. I'm good at making widgets. I'm very efficient. I'm very thorough. I'm very detail oriented. I can go in, get it, get it done. Not that Jeff wasn't, but he's not. <laughs> okay, Jeff is super creative. So since that's been off his plate, hey, we got a new pen case design. Hey, he, look at all the graphic changes he's His put time up on Instagram. His time was being filled up by something he could do but didn't want to do, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So now we're actually have a better synergy, Mike. Synergy I've been enjoying the Knock Instagram recently, by the way. It has been very yeah. good, so now I know why. So we're like both super happy because now I don't I don't have to ask him about shipping and he doesn't have to deal with my questions about shipping. You know, I can just do it because that's what I like to do. And I don't have to ask him about graphics and designs and photography because he just does it and that's mm-hmm. what he does well. So we have a good good thing going with that. So I'm hoping that will allow us to be, I don't know, maybe a little more out there in 2019 just as far as like promotion and marketing and getting the word out more uh, not because everything is going well. It just, you know, like always with, you know, your baby, you want her, want her to keep growing. Right. So we want to keep knock uh, on the, on the cutting edge of stationary, stationary design. So we'll, we'll keep going with that. So that brings us to where is not going to be in 2019. As far as pin shows goes, that's on the, that's on the table. I, I, I got to figure that out. I want, I said all year last year, I wanted to have a schedule and stick to it as much as I could. And it just didn't, doesn't work out that way with our schedules. I don't know that it's going to work out this way either. So we'll hit our five or six shows that the schedule works out to uh, us attending. You know, obviously Atlanta is going to happen no matter what. DC is probably certainly going to happen no matter what. I'm assuming Baltimore right now. I'm assuming. Dallas. I'd like to go back to San Francisco. Then you got Chicago, Raleigh, all these other things. So that's to be determined. And Mike, we have a little project of our own yes. for next year mm-hmm. to bring you over for the Atlanta Pen Show. And we always do something extra for that. And we don't have firm plans for that right now. We've talked about some things. So yeah. um, to recap, there's lots of things going on. <laughs> There's lots of things going on, and I'm sure I forgot something. And this is good stuff. It's like, so I'm saying all this, Mike, to tell you I need more notebooks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Each project needs a notebook, Mike. Oh, oh. Each oh, project oh. needs a notebook. Does it? No, no, I don't know. I'm just playing no. around. But yeah. I don't think that that's, uh, that's in line with your current uh, system. Yeah, I don't think so either. So 
but I got I have to sort all this stuff out and like I totally didn't intend to write all this in the show notes. I was like, what are we going to talk about today? I've got some few topics and then well I've got all these things I'm working on and then I started typing and it didn't stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just uh, finally I just had to make myself stop because there's probably other stuff, who knows what. But like that's all those things are up in the air like on the same day a lot of times, you know. So it's fun trying to figure that out. It's stressful, but like uh, no complaints. I'm in a really good spot and I just want all these things to, you know, to put my stamp on it and do a good job and have fun and, you know, keep doing this. Oh, by the way, we have a podcast to do and a blog to write and, you know, advertisers to uh to handle and all that stuff. Don't don't forget about all those things. But yeah, lots of things, lots of good stuff going on. Uh bigger and better than ever in 2019 and more projects, more fun, more good times, right, Mike? Obviously. Yeah. So, I mean, to get 2019 off to a good start, I need fresh underwear, Mike. So what do you got for me? Mac Weldon, because they make the most <laughs> comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants that you will ever adorn your wonderful body with, Brad. Frankly, Mac Weldon, they make better stuff than whatever you're wearing right now. And they're so confident of this fact, they have a no question sales return policy. You buy what you want from them, and if you're not comfortable with it, if you don't love it, you can just keep your first pair, and they'll refund you. They don't want your underwear back. No questions asked. You keep it. <laughs> By pairing premium fabrics with meticulous attention to detail and a great shopping experience, which is super simple, Mack Weldon delivers a new level of daily comfort straight to your door. They make undershirts that stay tucked, socks that stay up, and waistbands that do not roll. Everything they make is made with premium cotton blended with natural fibers, and their website is built to get you in and out as quickly as possible. Uh, since I start, we started working with Mack Weldon, and it sent me a bunch of stuff, um, I have since used my own money to replace all of my underwear with with Mack Weldon underwear. I have bought a second pair of their incredible sweatpants. I am a big, big fan of this company and the products that they make. Like They are genuinely very, very good, very comfortable. They look great. They have great patterns. Huge fan of Mack Weldon. They also have their silver underwear and shirts. These are naturally antimicrobial, means that they uh, eliminate odor, which is some cool science stuff. They keep you dry. They keep you, keep you fresh. Mack Weldon stuff is amazing for just being around and about in everyday life but maybe you want to wear it to the gym you can do that it's great for working out great for whatever you want to be doing for me it's traveling a lot of the time as well super comfortable stuff the listeners of this show can get 20 percent off their first order at macwalden.com with the code penaddict at checkout that's 20 percent off when you go to m-a-c-k-w-e-l-d-o-n.com with the code with the code penaddict or one word at checkout to get 20% off. Our thanks to Mac Weldon for their support of this show and Relay FM. So we're not completely void of new products to talk about here. And I had a couple I wanted to bring up. First off being the Blackwing Volume 4, which just landed in my mailbox this week or late, late last week. And before I talk about it, Mike, I wanted to know if you ever have the case to reach into the pencil pouch that I sent you and use a wooden pencil like in the past month or two that you've had these. Do you ever run across a scenario where you say, I need a wooden pencil today? These black wings look nice. (laughs) All right. I'll take that as a no. And I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay with that. Like, it's not for everybody. So, Blackwing Volume 4 is a tribute to Mars. So we'll have a link in the show notes in there. Um, it's about the uh, 
the Mars mission that uh, NASA is taking in 2020 to send a new rover to Mars. And what Blackwing did with this edition is everything that I want in a special edition product. So they have a story to tell. They have a visual look that they executed on. And they delivered kind of like the 10 out of 10 edition as far as like what I expect. Now, that's not to say this is my favorite. It's far from it. Mm. But what you want out of your special edition brands is this. The neat thing about this pencil that I enjoy so much, it has like a little bit of a gritty texture on there. Like you can barely feel cool. the pencil. It's supposed to be like the, the surface of the planet and you know, like the sand-based, you know, distressed rocks and things like that. So I love this pencil. This is 100% exactly what I want to see from anyone who's doing subscriber stuff, you know, like quarterly editions like Blackwing, Field Notes, on and on and on. So it's great. It's not my favorite. It's probably not even top five, but they nailed it. Now I'm going to get... What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know if pedantic is the right word, (laughs) but I'm going to get Brad for a minute here. Okay. And just talk about the big picture of this release. And say something that doesn't necessarily relate to the design of this pencil because I think this is a perfectly executed product. It's perfect. I got this pencil two releases ago. Essentially. Mm -hmm. Visually speaking, I just got this pencil. And then the last pencil they sent me, I already had that one too. So two pencils ago, we got this red clay looking pencil um for, I, f- I forget the name of the puzzle that the that the um pencil was made around and yep. it looked almost like this the the 10001 set and what's the game called it's the Ken Ken puzzle it's this pencil essentially but with a gold ferrule and black eraser so two editions ago i got almost the same visual style last edition I got an all black pencil, which you sent me in the beginning. That's a lot of similarity in a really short time frame. Like it makes me, it just makes me go, huh? Like there's nothing bad about this, but it's just an observation that I had. When I got this pencil, I was like, oh, this is super cool. I just got this pencil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just sent me this. And when I got the black one, the last, last, uh, the 33 and a third one, the previous one, I did not like at all. Like, I I think they... No, that was bad. I think they just did not handle that well. I think they handled this almost perfectly. Like, on a standalone product, it's perfect. In the scope of volumes, the last three releases are not moving the needle as a collective group, if that makes sense. I don't know if that's fair by me to say these things. That's just how I see it when I got this pencil. As a standalone product, it's practically perfect. It's executed exactly what I expect. From a collective grouping of volumes, 
it starts to look disappointing when you pair it with other recent things that I've received from this subscription service. So I just wanted to point that out. These are the conversations I have in my head. Um, you know, it's not a, you know, it's not a statement on the brand or the company or anything. It's just an observation I had that I came to immediately when I opened this box. I was like, I opened the box. I was like, I just, this looks like the pencil I just got. So I don't know. I just wanted to bring that up. So interesting. Yeah. So whatever. It's a thing. And then the next thing I talk about is notebooks. Well, pretty much all notebooks are alike, right? <laughs> you know, that's the, that's the joke. Well, why does anyone need a fancy pen? It's just a pen. Why does anyone need a fancy notebook? It's just paper. Well, that's why we're here, Mike. We like the mm-hmm. fancy things. We like the fancy things like the Blackwing Volume 4. And I like the new Elemental Paper Iodine Edition. So Elemental Paper did a Kickstarter. Um, standard paper notebooks. And I I really liked mine. This was the paper, if you recall, where there was uh, QC issues on some people got paper that where their fountain pen inks bled a lot. And then some people didn't like I was in one of the groups that didn't. Um, but now they're and then they've released a couple of other editions since then. And now they've released a Tomoe River paper edition, which for twenty five dollars, it looks stunning. I, it's sitting on my desk. I haven't cracked it open yet. I know I'm going to like it. Anything with Tomoe River paper in there seems to be good. Just like the Elliot note, which I gave away last week. It's uh, the Tomoe River paper notebooks. When you grab one and pick one up and and feel it and start using it, you're like, that's really nice. It's also practically 500 pages, (laughs) which is intimidating, right? But this goes back to the whole notebook conversation I've been personally having with myself and on this show for the past month or so, right? So Mm -hmm. it's fantastic. I love it. I like what Elemental Paper is doing. I think their style and branding is is completely on point, and I am anxious to see what I do with this notebook. That's why I haven't opened it yet. What am I going to do with this notebook? Am I going to send it to someone to review? Am I going to use it myself? How am I going to figure this out? So to be determined, Mike. So to help me out, figure these things out. I've got some podcasts to listen to. My couple shout outs this week. I don't think we've ever mentioned the Take Note podcast on this show. So. I actually I actually went back and searched because I thought for sure I had mentioned them because there are like 30 something episodes into it now. Adam and Ted um, do a good job talking about paper and products and stationery and real life stuff and writing. Um, I actually met Adam at Drum Ghouls in Houston this year earlier this year so that was cool so check that out they do a great job over at take note and then not another pen podcast mike which i just discovered through the slack the pen attic slack mm-hmm. um the people behind this podcast i've downloaded but not listened yet so i i don't know exactly what's going on here but they're four episodes in anyone talking about stationery is a friend of mine so go check it out and uh I'll I'll listen up for for next week. See, give my thoughts on it. So there, I have episode four downloaded. See if I'll go back and listen to the first three. See what they're all about. But uh, yeah, I think it formed out of a, a group of friends from a, a Discord group and uh, on fountain pens. And here you go. Not another pen podcast, Mike. We can always use more pen podcasts. I wonder what it's about. Mm. If it's not another pen podcast, I wonder what it's about. I don't know. Maybe we should take note of that. Heyo. 
All right. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace to let you easily create a website for your next idea or project. With the ability to grab a unique domain name, take advantage of award-winning templates, have everything backed up by 24-7 customer support, and so much more, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that will let you put your project online. Whether you want to create a portfolio or a blog, a site for your business, a site for your restaurant, a site for an upcoming event, or take advantage of their online store functionality, like Brad mentioned earlier, you know, like the, he has the Pen Addict, which is his blog that he has um, on Squarespace. But if he wants to sell something, he can just enable a page with the commerce functionality built right into it. It's super, super easy to do all of this. So easy. And this is why you should use Squarespace because of how easy they make it. Everything's super customizable, but still looks great. It's really, really a wonderful service. You can try it out for free. Just go to squarespace.com slash penaddict. You can sign up for their trial and you'll have full access. You can go in and you can customize the website to your heart's content. And then when you're ready to put it out to the entire world, you can sign up for a plan. Their plans start at just $12 a month. But if you use the code PENADDICT, you'll get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and show your support for this show. Once again, that is squarespace.com slash PENADDICT and the code PENADDICT for 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for their support of this show, Squarespace. Make your next move. Make your next website. So we did a full Ask TPA and Horror Stories episode a few weeks back. Very and fun. it was awesome. That was... <laughs> one of our highlights of the year for sure and we have way more ask tpa to get to and mike i probably have at least eight more horror stories in my inbox right now so we'll save we'll save the horror stories for i don't know maybe next week or you know whenever uh, we record again but this uh, these are the leftover ask tpas from that episode that we just couldn't get to there's so many good questions and some i wanted to explore a little bit so the first one i'm going to get to is from caw32 Eight nine five. Which sub two hundred dollar fountain pen is the best all around pen for all situations? Can be dressy and worn with a suit, and be thrown around in your pocket without getting too be- getting too beaten up. Also, which nib size and ink for bad work copy paper? I answered this like I was replying directly uh, in an email, <laughs> and I'm replying directly in a podcast to say, "Is saying the Lamy two thousand too easy?" It feels like that's the correct answer. That's it, man. That is, is that one hundred percent it. No, because that's not even easy. Like I was sitting there trying to think of that, and I think the Lamy Two Thousand is perfect uh, because it is a wonderful pen. We just um, mm-hmm. we were writing out our uh, holiday cards uh, over mm-hmm. over the weekend. And got it. Loved it. Yeah, you got it. Excellent. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, we used the Lamy two thousand for that as well. Like it was just like I was thinking because Adina was writing out the the addresses, mm-hmm. and I was like, hmm, I need a good pen that I need to fill with a red ink. I don't have anything filled with a red ink. It's like, what can I give her that I know she's gonna work is gonna work great for her? It's like, well, the Lamy two thousand because it's yeah. Well, okay. It is a very reliable pen, provided you get a reliable one. Make sure that you buy your 2000 from somewhere that has a good return policy, because sometimes they can be a bit strange, but you know immediately, right? Like, if something's wrong mm-hmm. with your 2000, you know immediately. Um, oh, on the nib, nothing on the nib, I'm talking the, about the pin yeah. barrel. Yeah. Um, but I think that this is the, the right choice. People in the chat room are saying, why not the vanishing point? Vanishing point is not the right answer. It, it is not it's as. It's too particular. It's far too particular. Um, it, it isn't as universal like the Lamy 2000 if you like fountain pens you will like this pen like there because there is yeah. nothing 
gregarious about it. There's nothing outrageous about it. Like, you might not love it, but I think it's. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people would be hard pressed to find a serious problem with the 2000. Yeah. It's a workhorse. It can be elegant. It can be on a workbench. Like, it can be in your jeans pocket. It could be in your suit pocket. It could be in a purse. It can do anything and look appropriate in any situation and take a beating if it has to. Um, I just kind of feel that's the right answer. You know, I carry, you know, more like just straight up resin based pens, like a, like a sailor or something like that more than the Lamy 2000. But I think the 2000 is the right answer for the nib and ink for bad work. Copy paper, the finer, the better. So extra fine on Lamy is still pretty wide, even for me. And then you want to use your base color inks like Lamy blue or Lamy black, or like I like pilot blue and pilot black. Those would be perfectly fine to use. If you want to start getting into fancy color inks, well, then we, then we probably have a little bit longer conversation. But if you use the stock brand inks, like the basic colors, I think you'll be in good shape. And the finer the nib, the better, I believe. Especially like if you start to get into a broad with a Lamy, that's like a practically a 1.5 millimeter stub. Those things are huge. So they're nice if you want that effect, but like for work and copy paper, you're probably gonna have a bad time. So that's what I'll go with. It feels right, Mike. <clears throat> so Mando Mando Mueller says a pencil is only as good as it as its point. So what's Brad's EDC sharpener as well as his desktop sharpener if different? They are different. For the desk, I love the Uni KH20, which I learned something this week, Mike, from our good friend Tony in the chat room. It too has a different uh, tip size setting where you can get a sharp pointed 0.5 millimeter point or you can get more of a squared off stub point i didn't realize (laughs) my favorite pencil sharpener even had this feature until i wrote the review of a different pencil sharpener on the pen addict this week and got feedback from tony saying hey by the way your great pencil sharpener is even greater so there you go that's my favorite favorite desk sharpener for portable i like the coom long point actually jeff just did a review last week on the Palomino branded one, it's kind of perfect for just everyday, you know, easy to carry, easy to clean out, great point uh, sharpening and, you know, good price. It's just a really, really good all around sharpener. So there's a review on the blog for that that just went up. And then if you're really into pencils and want a portable sharpener, that is kind of the at the top of the list in like quality, but also in price, like it's over $20. The Coombe Masterpiece is just, it's really, really neat sharpener. It doesn't have the self-contained, um, um, like little, uh, container for your, your excess. What's the word I'm looking shavings? for? Your shavings. Your shavings. It doesn't have the shavings container. I like container um, for your excess. That, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine too. <laughs> I was totally stuck there. And um, yeah, so you have to sharpen it like over a trash can or a bin or some type mm-hmm. of container or something like that. Um, it's going to get everywhere. Or you have to be you know, happy to just be covered in mess. Yeah. Dump it on your desk, whatever. But it's it's the fancy 
EDC sharpener, if you will, you know, all aluminum construction, you know, super sharp blades, two state, two step to get you that extra long sharp point. It's awesome. That's the one I kind of keep at my desk for a portable one. And when I, if I know I'm going to take pencils out, that's the one I take with me. But I think the Coom long point is more approachable to everybody. Cool. All right. Next up, we got Brody McD. What kind of black ink is in platinum preppy? market carts any thoughts on permanent blacks to refill cartridges via bottle and syringe so the black ink in the platinum preppy is just standard platinum black ink i'm sure it's not the carbon ink i'm sure it's just basic platinum black which is a great ink but the platinum carbon ink you can actually get it in cartridges and that's a permanent black ink so you wouldn't even have to you could refill via bottle and syringe or you can just get the platinum carbon ink cartridges um, if you want to get an ink bottle, you could try Sailor Nano Black as a different one too. So that's one you could just have to bottle fill because the cartridges would not be compatible. But uh, yeah, you can cut straight to the chase and go with uh, carbon, platinum carbon ink cartridges. 24 hours, 100 miles, has had tons of issues with Kaveco nibs, but love the pens. Mm. I keep going back, and I love and love each one I own. What brand pen, paper, and ink can you just not quit? That's a that's a really good question. So they're saying, like Kaveco gives me a problem, but I keep going back to them because I love them. I haven't had the problems I've had with uh, Kaveco as many other people have, and I think it's just kind of a consensus that they're. F- fine and extra fine nibs tend to be more consistent than their medium and broad nibs. Although they've switched up from Bach to Yovo here in the past year. So maybe some of that consistency is better for me. It's Twisby. Like I know people have sworn off the brand because they had some serious construction issues and just the barrels were breaking and cracking and doing things they weren't supposed to do. And people said, that's enough. That's enough for me. And I always went back. I've never had that type of issue with Twisby and it's never kept me away from them. So that's yes. the brand for me that you, you agree with that. I agree. I had some issues. We both had some issues, but they worked them out. Right. The yep. Twisby, the Twisby issues have been worked out. Um, yeah, but you don't hear about them much anymore. No, like any issues. It, it was kind of ridiculous because our pens kept breaking, but we kept buying them anyway. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Should have yeah. given up, but we didn't. Yep. And Kaveco was kind of the same. I just love the pen so much. And with Kaveco, I've always talked about how I have one or two nibs that I love and just swap them between whichever Kaveco pen I'm using. I never need six Kavecos inked up at a time. So I just use the nibs that I know are good, swap them between. Not everyone can do that, but that's a, a good thing to do. Twisby can also do that too, but the problems weren't necessarily the nibs with Twisby. Mm-hmm. Kimberly asks if you and Mike each had to give away one fountain pen in your current collection to a dear friend who you're trying to convert to the rabbit hole, which pen would it be? I picked the Sailor 1911 Royal Tangerine. I feel that even if the person wasn't a fountain pen user at all, they could appreciate what that pen is. If they were a fountain pen user, but just on the very basic entry level, not a lot of experience with it, I think a pen like this would knock their socks off just in the feel and quality of it. Not to mention that the style just pops. Like this this pen says a lot without doing anything. And I think it's it's kind of like my main 
conversion pen, even though it's pretty expensive. Like I wouldn't, you know, it, it'd be hard to, to do something, you know, like that was be, being price conscious about this question. That wasn't a, that wasn't one of the parameters here. So I went with the 1911 Royal Tangerine. I think it's just kind of all around perfect to giving someone to convert. Do you have one that you can think of? A regular pro gear. Mm-hmm. I love the, the tangerine. I think the size of the tangerine would be a little daunting for a lot of people. Now, mine's the small one, not the big Even one. Even then, Are you like, saying that? there's a perspective yeah. thing about the about the 1911 that I think agree isn't agree. isn't right. Where I think that the pro gear might be, you know, like a regular pro gear, not a slim. I think that it's thick enough that people yes. will be able to hold it comfortably. Uh, that that's probably what I would go with. Even though it would kill me to give away my first ever sailor pen, that's the, probably the one that I would be most likely to do because I'm pretty convinced that uh, it, it would it would excite a lot of people. Thinking about it though, like there, you know, something like Twisby Go could work quite interestingly because it's a weird, fun pen which might intrigue someone. Um, but of course, you know, I know we're talking about fountain pens, but for me, it's always mm-hmm. a Retro Fifty One. Like if I want to. Somebody who's like, they're not sure if they're going to like the thing. I give them a Retro 51 and more often yeah. than not, it's like, uh-huh kind of feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird how many times that's happened. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, you know, it's a testament to why we like it so much. All right. I'm remembering some of these questions now, Mike, that we saved for last episode. And we're now into the fun section of <laughs> the okay. previous Ask TPA. So this one's from Yevgeny. If you and Mike were transformed for scientific purposes into either a pen or an animal, what would you be and why? You know how I sometimes <laughs> have like just fundamental issues with the questions? Mm-hmm. This is one of those. Mm-hmm. It's two different questions. There is no mm-hmm. like, surely who's, who's picking a pen? <laughs> right? You'd be an animal at least. Well, if we could pick a pen, what would we be? And if we picked an animal, what would we be? I don't know. Yeah, you see that that I'm I'm more on board with, right? As as a thing. But it but yeah, I'd totally pick an animal over being a and, pen. Over yes. being a pen. And what animal would I be? I would be a lion. Hmm, that's a good one. I think I would be probably like a koala. They're pretty that's chill. Good too. That's good too. They just like hang out. So, eat. The thing is though, like lions are chill. People don't think lions are chill. That's but true. Lions are chill. I don't know why I'm thinking like I don't know why I'm stuck on these Australian animals because my other choice was like a kangaroo. It's like it'd be kind of cool to just like hop like a maniac and you kind of got this pouch to carry stuff in. It's like I can keep all my pins in my kangaroo pouch. That would be dope. No. Okay. <laughs> Last one from Alexander. Will they be a playing for fun? The pen addict crossover to play destiny or something so he's talking about twitch and gaming and your awesome playing for fun channel which is amazing Thank you. or we could have a pen addict and playing for fun crossover where tiffany comes over to talk pens so with mike so tiff's yeah. been on the show twice so if you if you've missed that you can go back and get that we will 100 percent have tiff on the show again but like you're saying mm-hmm. if you think if you're not if you weren't aware that tiff has been on the show before funnily enough episode 204 and 240 so wow. 
I think we now need four. to get her back at 420. I don't know. Like, blaze it. I, I don't know <laughs> what it. we need to... Like, that That feels like too far away, though. Although we yeah. will 100%. I'm very excited now, actually, for episode 420 of the show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know what we do with that, but that just seems like a... That just seems fun. It's a very um, special episode. I know that we would very much like to to do something together, but I don't think you're going to get us to play Destiny. No, no, Destiny would be way too or MLB not the bat. right game. No, I haven't played that in like six months, so that's mm-hmm. not going to happen. <laughs> so we've always talked about playing like the like some type of fun crossover, um, like a battle royale game where we can just go in and have fun. Yep. Or I don't know, maybe I'll have to get a Switch one day. We can play Smash or Mario Kart or something like that. Something yes, something fun. We'll do this next year because. Another thing I didn't put on my project list is my Twitch schedule. Like I'd like a defined schedule, you know, as much as possible yeah, we just for Twitch that. because people ask. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's important. It's key. Mm-hmm. It's important. So add that to my list. That's another notebook right there, Mike. I think I got ten new notebooks going. What do you think? The funny thing is, since we established our schedule, we have actually not met the schedule for a half of the time. <laughs> that's extenuating circumstances. One of the circumstances yeah. being we've really had to finish Half Life this week. And yeah. we did it. Uh, nice. Now my hands are destroyed, so I can't play video yeah. games anymore this week. So <laughs> we're not going to be recording on Friday. But we usually we usually stream 10 a.m. Eastern on Fridays is when me and Tiff stream. And we'll be back doing that yep. again next week. Yep. So I won't have a stream this Thursday. I usually do Tuesdays or Thursdays right now. Thursday, I am going to get the shelving from Knock. Um, to finalize my setup here, so I'm not gonna have time to stream. Maybe Sunday we can we can do a stream. So we'll work on that. Twitch.tv slash pen addict. Twitch.tv slash playing for fun FM. Uh, I think that brings us to the end of the episode, Brad. Yeah, tell us all the things. Where can you find everything we're doing ever? Uh, Knock.co, penaddict.com. Uh, Dowdyism on Twitter, D O W D Y I S M, Penaddict on Instagram. I am I Mike, I M Y K E on social networks. And you can find this show and the other shows that I do at relay.fm. Thanks to Squarespace, Mac Weldon, and Penn Chalet. Uh, we have one more episode left for the year. We're taking off Christmas week. So uh, we'll be back next week for our final episode of 2019 uh, 2018 oh my 2018 as we go into 2019 uh, and as we would like to talk next week about uh, one some of the stuff we're hoping for in 2019 so again we would love to hear uh, what what our listeners are up to so tweet in with the hashtag asktpa and let us know the one thing you want your favorite pen paper or pencil brand to do next year and uh, we'll be back for our final final episode of the year. Not final episode ever. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> uh, until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.